This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi guys and welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast. Before we get into today's podcast, I'd just like to give a big shout out to our current patrons. And if you'd like to join these names in the brand new Blues Focus Hall of Fame, uh, you can join our Patreon page for just £1 a month. Perks included um, will be monthly giveaways and early access to guest pods. The link will be in the description anyway for our uh, Patreon packages. Well, that's enough from me. Let's get straight into today's Blues Focus podcast. Thank you for joining us as always. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Once again, many thanks for taking the time to download this pod. Um, we've seen some unbelievable numbers across all the platforms. So I think from, from all of us on this pod and behind the scenes, just want to say a massive thank you for continually to, to enjoy the, the content. Um, it's been an unbelievable couple of months. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure the next couple could, could be even more interesting. Um, so yeah, pl- please subscribe uh, on whatever platform you either listen or view uh, this content. Please leave your comments. We have some really good stuff over over recent days. And yeah, if, if you're on uh, like iTunes, then please rate it because it does help us a great deal. So that's the housekeeping out of the way. So first and foremost, I mm-hmm. uh, just want to say hello to the first time. Carl, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for uh, for having me on. No problem uh, at all. Bit of a um, cauldron, I think, coming on tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, that it's, it's been an interesting sort of hospital pass we've given you, but baptism uh, of fire. Exactly. <laughs> but um, we'll, we'll we'll get stuck into that in a minute. And, and Tom, how are you, mate? You're right. Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. You. Yeah, good, good, good. Mm. So uh, right, let's get involved. Um... Support for today's Blues Focus podcast is brought to you by none other than Manscaped. Manscaped specialised in all your below-the-waist grooming needs. They've only just recently landed in the UK, so you could be first one of the first men in the country to even try out their products. So uh, get looking at them now. They're definitely big in other countries, and they finally dropped in the UK. I think many people can say, you know, we've gone years without using the right tools for the job. So uh, it's about time we started using the right tools for the job to avoid accidents. I'm sure we've all had uncomfortable moments um, in situations like that that we'd rather not share. But to avoid those moments, why not invest in specialised precision 
tools to get the job done correctly. They've recently launched the Lawnmower 3.0, which I actually have um, here with me right now to show you. There you go, there it is in action. Got a little torch. I think that the torch is an interesting feature. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that on uh, an electrical trimmer before. It's, it's charged last up to like 90 minutes. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> if, you, uh, if you're a bit bored in a Blues game, then go go shave your uh, lower regions for the full 90 minutes. I mean, we are that bad, so it wouldn't surprise me if somebody did. Um, it's waterproof, so um, if you wanted to take it in the shower, that's not a problem. It's not, it's not just for below-the-waist grooming, really. It can be for body grooming in general. But, you know, I, that's, I feel like that as a whole definitely sells itself as a unique trimmer. So I'd, I'd highly recommend it, having tried it myself. So it's, it's definitely worth, worth a go anyway. And, you know, if you buy one of their packages, you get plenty of other little gifts such as this wash bag, um, some, uh, some toner and some deodorant and whatnot. Um, but no, have, having seen all that, if you are interested, then to get 20% off plus free shipping, use the code bluesfocus20 at manscaped.com. And there you are, sorted. You can uh, have a nice little trim wherever that may be. So uh, just to recap there, that's 20% off plus free shipping using the code bluesfocus20. So let's, uh, let's get into the podcast. I don't really want to break with <clears throat> tradition and I'm mindful there is probably quite a large sort of elephant in the room given uh, an announcement over the last couple of hours. But I think, I think it's important that we, we sort of say, you just quickly go through, I guess, what, why, why we're in the position we are. Uh, and if you didn't know before, then obviously Karanka is now party company with Birmingham city. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that in, in a lot of detail over the next sort of 45 minutes to an hour. But as I said, I think it's important that we put a bit of context behind it as to, I guess, why it, it came to an end. And I think a good place to start is, is the game yesterday. So, uh, Carl, I'll start with you. What, when, you when you saw the, the team sheets um, yesterday, <clears throat> what, what were your initial thoughts? I was pleased that he'd obviously got rid of the 5-3-2 uh, the or the 3-5-2 or the six whatever he wants to play sometimes yeah hmm. um i think we've looked better when we've had the four attackers on the pitch um and i think certainly with uh i think that obviously we've all seen the the facts and figures with with the goal scored with Bella and sanchez on the pitch yeah um so seeing that was a was a positive um i was a bit surprised that gardner didn't get picked um to be honest i think we missed a lot of his energy um in the games he hasn't played you know he's been essential to the heavy metal football, I guess, if you want to call it, as Jurgen Klopp refers to it, you know, with the whole pressing game. Yeah. Um, so there's an element of relief and a bit of disappointment. But I thought, you know, and as I said in my my match day preview, you know, on on the, the uh, Blues Focus site, you know, I, I thought Bristol were there for the taking yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I thought we I thought we had the the metal there to go about doing that. Mm. Um, so I was I was quietly confident, you know, I, I predicted us to win two 0 in the preview, and and I I even put a Put a bet behind that, you know. I really went for it. So um, yeah, I, I, I thought, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah, that went well. Clearly, um, you know, and, and I, I thought that was that, especially with that lineup. I thought it's probably the, possibly the strongest lineup we could have fielded with, or you know, maybe swapping Helalovic for uh, for guards. But um, but yeah, relief. I guess it wasn't five at the back for a change. Tom, what do you think? Um, I was actually happy with the lineup. Like as you yeah. say, the formation. 
I was glad he went back to four at the back because five at the back is always calamitous. Um, the, the, the players, I think, you know, Bella and Sanchez, really, they have to play, don't they? They just have to. And it was nice to see Halilovic start, but I feel like Halilovic starting showed Karanka's gamble, I suppose, that it's now or never with this game. I have got to put the best possible attackers on the field to try and get something from today. And in fairness, he was unlucky because Hogan hit the post twice and we could have been 2-0 up uh, yeah. easily. And Bristol City, you're right, they were there for the taking. I thought they were shit, to be honest. Uh, okay. There's no other way of putting it. They were fucking shit. Like, I, I, I don't want... I heard Bristol City fans on Twitter bigging themselves up like they were the next big thing. And I'm just like, honestly, I have not seen teams quite that poor come down to St. Andrews this season. But to lose 3-0 to that side says everything, especially, like you say, my thoughts on the lineup. I thought it was a solid team. I think our lineup on paper was better than theirs. Um, and the fact that we haven't turned them over isn't good enough. But conveniently, you know, we're putting balls in the box all game while Scott Hogan's on the on the pitch, bring on two target men, and we st- we all of a sudden stop crossing the ball. That to me looks like a team that wanna get out, wanna get the manager out. Like they're not they're not playing for him. Um but I, I actually was happy with the team at the time and I thought we might win. I, I had a good feeling. I thought, you know what? yeah, yeah, 2-1 Blues today or 3-1. Um, evidently, I was wrong and I think it just shows that they, they wanted him out, to be honest. Yeah, I um, I think I think it's just a sad indictment of where we are because when I, when I saw the team, I pro- probably sort of like both of you thought, okay, that looks pretty solid. And then about two minutes after that, I look at the defence and say, you know, Colin Roberts, Dean, Pedersen hasn't been good for four years. You know, I, it, 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 that's been the that's been the foundation of how shit we've been for a long, long time. And you know, it, it's okay having you know Bella and, and Sanchez and you know Halalovic and everybody else, but the reality is that back four is not good enough, and it has never been good enough. And to keep picking it. Well, he's got what it's, you know, it's harsh, but he got what he deserved, you know. I, I think there's been, and we've said it on the pod many, many times, friend for me has been better than Dean and Roberts this season. Jake Clark Salter has been better than Roberts and Dean this season. And yet they, they just don't appear. And, um, you know, I, I, I still really, really struggle with it. Um, so I think for first impression, I was like, okay, that Hililovic was in. That that's all I wanted. I said that on the last pod. I thought that gave us a good chance. But then, yeah, the more the more I sort of digested it between two and three o'clock, and I, I put something on Instagram, and I just said, you know, they've got a Ricky in the locker. You know, they have, and we'll come onto the game in a minute. But yeah, they're just not. They're nothing they're, for me. They're neither one thing nor the other. They're not head it and kick it merchants. They're not proper defenders. And they're not ball playing defenders. And when they try and do one or the other, they get found out. And um, yeah, I, I, I just think, and I've, I have said it pretty much since since day one, I think, um, <clears throat> we can't continue with those centre halves. We, we just can't. You're just not going to, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to turn this corner. I think with, with, with those two playing at centre half. So um, but I would say in summary, better than some of the, the, the teams he's picked. But but again, I I just don't, and I, I just pray it changes that friend and Jake Clark sold to get a bit more of a run in the team. So so Tom first half, 
just briefly, what 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 did you think? Uh, I thought we were unlucky uh, overall. I think Raheem Harper, considering how good he's been recently, that game was a stinker for him. Um, you know, we we conceded a really poor goal when I thought we we dominated the game. We were on top. We definitely looked more likely to score than they did. Then as soon as the goal went in, it was heads down. And you know, as as a midfielder, you you can't lose the ball in the position he did, and we we paid the price for it and it was a good finish from Casey Palmer but Casey Palmer tore us apart all day long it was you know it was easy business for him easy pickings and it's frustrating but even you know Roberts and Dean being spread so far out wide that we're not going to be able to defend those sort of mistakes if they attack centrally it's weird because I don't know why we were covering wide areas as such because on both wings, they had strikers playing as wingers. They're not natural wingers. I don't think we have to worry too much about how they play. But from looking at Bristol this season, they've actually been a very central attacking team. So I, I didn't understand the game plan to defend out wide. You know, I even spoke to a Bristol City fan who said that out wide, they, they've been really poor this season. Um and I don't think they caused that many troubles for us out wide. But I'd say Semenyo had a good game, but Semenyo had a good game because of his high press. That that was it. Um, and his determination to eventually get a goal. So I don't think he was technically gifted at all. So I just didn't understand kind of the defensive setup, and that's why we lost the game. But yeah. I honestly think if if we set up properly defensively and not just picked Harley Dean because he's club captain which you know whoever comes in will probably do the same because they all do. They're too afraid to drop him because he's club captain. But I don't understand why because Paul Robinson was club captain and he was on the bench for most games under Rowett. So it just yeah. I, it baffles me. It really does. Um, ugh, but who knows? We'll, we'll see. We'll see when we talk about that later. Uh, but no, overall first half, I thought we really could have been two or three up. But, yeah. you know, we paid the price for our mistake. Carl, what did you think first off? Yeah, I mean, I think Tom's covered a lot of it there. I think going back to, to what you were saying, John, um, about the the, the the way the defenders play, um, I've literally I got it in my, my post match notes. You know, we they can't do that what I call the hit and hope, and they can't do playing out at the back. It terrifies me when we try to play at the back. They can't do it. You know, if you go back to the Huddersfield game, the amount of missed passes from left to right were were, were outrageous, and it was the same on uh, yesterday afternoon, you know? Um, and I I do feel a bit for, for Raheem um, making that mistake that, that led yeah. to the goal. But again, with the way that Harley and Roberts have been playing at the moment, they have been playing in that wide position to back up the fullbacks, which all you have to do, and I'm surprised more teams haven't done it, slot the ball down the middle, they ain't going to catch them. They don't have the pace and they've proved that. Mm. Um, I think going forward... Um, we were, I think for a lot of it, we were electric going forward through Halilovic, Bella. I think Sanchez was quite quiet, I think. Yeah. Um, but I know he is carrying that groin niggle, so I don't know how much that is affecting him at this point now. Um, but but Halilovic and Bella just looked electric. You know, they were always wanting it. They wanted to carry that ball forward. And I feel that's how Hogan plays his best football is with players around him like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I feel for Hogan a bit hitting the post twice, you know. Uh, I know he has his supporters and his uh, detractors detractors amongst the story uh, of his season uh, really isn't it yeah precisely but like you say he buries one or both of those is a different game yeah. um but but 
you know, that they, they Rakeem makes the mistake, uh, Palmer runs through and it slots it away. Etheridge, I don't think, had a chance with it. And like you say, the hedge dropped, you know, and it's not, I mean, I think we've come from behind once or twice this season now. I think it was Rotherham and when we beat QPR, I think the only time we've come from behind yep. to get points. But the heads went and you just knew that, you know, they just didn't feel like they could get back into it. You know, they thought that Hogan hitting the post mm-hmm. twice and um, Bristol going up the other end and scoring was, was that was it. And I, I agree with Tom. I don't think Bristol were were particularly fantastic. You know, we, we gifted them the the first and the second, obviously, which we'll come on to. But but yeah, I, I just think there just there doesn't seem to be a spine to the team. No, no um, absolutely right. John John said that on many podcasts about <clears throat> spine being poor. Yeah, you know, and you look back to previous seasons, and it didn't matter how badly they were playing. You always had a little bit of belief that we'd get some out of the game. You know, I think. Yeah. Of, uh, games against Brentford at Griffin Park against Reading at Magaisky where we were horrendous and somehow we, we robbed them of a, like a 1-0 win or something ridiculous like that because we just fought and put bodies on the line and there just isn't that at all for, from, from most of that team and I think that's the biggest issue Yeah I, I think <clears throat> a couple of things, I mean I was uh, watching the bizarrely the, the Robins TV version of the, uh, of the game on, on, on Saturday and it was quite interesting to hear their commentators. And the, the one, <clears throat> there's an Irish guy and he looks after, <clears throat> excuse me, they're under 23s. And he nailed our team, all the problems within the first 10 minutes. And it was really interesting to get that sort of independent view of somebody who probably doesn't watch us that, that much. And he was just saying, just give Dean, let Dean have the ball, let Roberts have the ball and let them try and pass it because they're doing nothing with it. Um, and Pedersen was was not great yesterday, um, and, and there was a, yet again Harley Dean. I think he was even. It was probably the first ten minutes. He he completely missed his header. A guy went round him. Uh, well, just, he just sort of went over Dean. He tried to recover. He couldn't, and the guy just screwed it uh, wide uh, on the right hand side. And as soon as he missed the header and the goal, and obviously the guy missed the chance, Dean was then berating people in front of him. For he just basically missed a free header with no pressure, and that's always been my problem with him. You can't have a captain who is so keen to pass the blame on when he is squarely at his door, and it has been over and over and over again. So that for me, I thought we we do when we start tentatively. Um, Harper, you know, I, I think that mistake really affected him. Um, because the way that we should play, we need him or Halalovic literally taking the ball off the centre-halves and building play. I've said it a few times. Because if you just get Roberts in those 40-yard diags, it's absolute... To, to Bella, he's five foot nothing. It's absolutely pointless. So I, don't, I just think Harper maybe went hiding a little bit. And it's understandable. He's a kid. It's a big game. We're in this shit. He's probably never been in anything like this before. Um, so, yeah, you know, I felt for him. Um, and, yeah, I'd agree with you, Carl. I thought uh, Sanchez wasn't wasn't as good as he, he, you know, we've been, I think, more often than not, you know, he's put a decent performance in. 
Uh, I do worry about him defensively when he's sort of cutting back inside on his left foot. I just think it's suicide. Sorry, Tom, did you want to join in? I was going to say, funny you mention like Raheem Harper. You, you think about kind of the signings we've made, considering the situation that we're in. Why do we always sign players that aren't experienced in a relegation dogfight? Like, that is my question, because that's what we're in. No one can assume that we're not in that. Even in January, we knew what we were in. So why not sign players that know what they're fucking doing rather than sign... Uh, don't get me wrong, Rakeem Harper has been fantastic. And in some games, he's been a revelation. And I'm more kind of questioning some of the other signings more than him. But still, I do think that we should sign players that have this fighting experience because well, that's what we lack. The problem is, up, that is what we lack. I don't... You don't fucking know, though, do you? I don't know whether <laughs> he can handle it. I don't know whether he can handle it because he never plays him. I, don't, I mean, you know, Lecco's been poor, but we don't really know. He's not really been given a massive opportunity, in my view. Um, we haven't seen Cosgrove. So mm-hmm. you, it's, it's like with the players that we've signed, you know, Clayton was crap. You know, he he, he went through a really bad, a bad sort of... You know, a few games that I can't remember the the goal that he you know he tried to shepherd the ball out and and effectively we conceded off that. We haven't seen him since San Jose. I haven't seen him since. Now I don't believe for one minute they're they're all shit. I, I, I just don't. Ha- I'm just not having that. So yeah, I agree with you. You know, I do question the signings, but I question them because I haven't seen them. I mean, the lad from Man City, he might as well not have bothered. And and you know, you've got Jude Bellingham basically bossing Champions League games. And he's younger than this lad we signed for Man City. And as I said the other day, if he's been at Man City for four or five years with the best coaching, best facilities, good name for himself, we buy him, lots of clubs in for him, I reckon he's doing a job against Bristol City. I, I just, you know, I just, I'm not having that he isn't. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think that that first half, Hogan was unlucky. I think it maybe is a blessing that that, that they didn't go in because we'd have just kicked yeah. the can down the road for, for another couple of games. Um, so, but other than that, you know, it was it's just another Blues performance, you know, very defensive, looked incredibly shaky when we're under pressure. I, I didn't, you know, when one nil down, I don't know where the heads went. I just think it was just continue. It was a continuation of the way that we play, you know, and Halilovic, it, it's, it's like torture, because you know you've got somebody on the pitch that is so good, but we just can't get him the fucking ball. And when he's got the ball, it's it's just embarrassing how good he is. I mean, it, you know, again, I was watching it with my, my, my lads yesterday. And my eldest, Ben, we were just pissing ourselves. I mean, his left foot is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And, and you know, that it doesn't matter whether he's had any, you know, to, I guess countering the, the relegation experience bit. It doesn't matter when you're that good. Because he's, he's just unbelievable at football. Um, so, yeah, I, so yeah, I, I thought the first half, yeah, more, more, more of the same shit, really. Um, Carl, second half, what did you think? Um, <laughs> I There was hope. I, I thought that, okay, you know, we came out sort of the second half against QPR, and okay, the last 10 minutes was when we looked good against QPR. But I thought that maybe that, thinking back to that result, galvanised them a little bit, you know, and even the way they played against Norwich, you know, when yeah. they went and got, I thought, you know, okay, here we go. But they just, it, it almost seemed worse. Like there was just nothing 
I, I don't recall anything to, to get excited about in that second half mm. at all. You know, we're at home, we're in a relegation dogfight. And what was there? There was nothing, nothing at all from anybody from what I could see. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we go and concede that second goal, which I think that probably sums up blue season. I think if anything, like, yeah, you know, I thought after San Jose did it, I thought that'd be our one for the season. Apparently not. Who, who knew that was going to happen again? And you just, you saw that going, you're like, that's it. That, this is it. It's done. And I think if going back to what you were saying, um, John, I think if, the heads hadn't gone off the first goal. It certainly had gone by that second goal. Yeah. That was it. That, that was game over. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> I mean, the changes. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if you can tell me he was left winger. Um, it may have been Harper. It could have been Sunjic because he, he did that earlier in the season. Then he played Sunjic on, on yeah. the left wing. Um, yeah. I, I can't really find the words to describe it in a polite language of the fucking <laughs> shit. From, from, from the moment we kicked off to, to the minute they went to then three up, it was just, you know, diabolical, you know, and, and I think putting better at right wing back, what the fuck was that about? You know, like <laughs> I, I, I understand the argument of inverting the wingers for their better foot on their right side and then inverting them so that they're crossing, you know, in swinging it. I get changed in for the game, but putting them at right wing back, He's never been the best defensively anyway, Bella, to be, you know, I just, at that point, I was just like, this is, this is done. Like, and he tried to make the argument, I think after the game that he, he put Duke and Cosgrove on, you know, to get the balls in the box from fucking who exactly. <laughs> Bella was more right back than right wing back. And I just, it just looked like nobody had a clue what, what they were doing. Even yeah. Gardner, like just nobody there seemed to have a clue what was going on. Who, what the shape was, who was playing where. God knows where Lecco was playing in the second half. Um, it was just an absolute shambles. Yeah. Um, the third goal, no one bothers to put a tackle in. You know, fair play to Bristol City, nice little bit of interplay, but someone puts a tackle in, that's that. You know, it put, take the foul if you have to at the end of the day, but no one does. They should have had, what, a fourth thing, Everidge made a low save as well. Yeah. But they walked through us like we weren't there it's just got to be stronger, got to be better. And it was just, it was like watching a pub team who turned up hungover, not really wanting to play the game, but, you know, they've paid their subs for the season, so they've got to play. Yeah. And it comes back to no spine. There was no spine. There was no energy. And I think Bella summed it up best. I think we got a corner in the 88th minute. And I was thinking, okay, we might get one back here. Bella will put a decent ball in, swung it in, first man. They cleared it and off they went on a counter-attack. And I was like, wow, that's... That's and I think that second half summed up the bulk of Cranker's reign for me. No ideas, no passion, no creativity. Just no clue what the fuck was going on, basically. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's more than fair. Tom, what were your thoughts second half? Um, I thought there was no plan B, no confidence, nothing, absolutely nothing. No desire, no heart, no battle, no fight. Absolutely zilch. Zero. Fuck all. I... <laughs> It was just a complete waste of 45 minutes. We might as well, might as well have just stopped the game at half time and go, here you go, here's the expected 3-0. We all know it's coming, lads. Off you pop. <laughs> um, so I I don't I don't think there's much you can say about that second half other than the fact that O'Dowder comes on for two seconds and his first touch of the game is a goal. Um, of course that happens against Blues. Um, he's only just come back from injury as well, bearing in mind. Yeah. Um, and that second goal was just 
another individual error and, uh, from a man who has been rejuvenated in recent weeks, in fairness. Um, you know, Pedersen has been probably one of our better players over the last two or three weeks. And to see him do that, it's it's going to harm his confidence. But I do feel that with Karanka going and a new man coming in, that could help maybe, I don't know, freshen those individual wounds that we have in the squad from mistakes this season. Just need to patch those up and do the basics right. But overall, that second half performance was what I'd expect, to be honest. Like, I, 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 I'm not for a second did I think we were turning that game round ever, ever. Like, just looked yeah. like there was no hope. So I, I wasn't exactly excited. I honestly think academy sides could beat us at this point. Um, I think bloody Scottish League One sides like Full Kirk or Partick Thistle could give us a run for our money. I, I just think we're awful. And um, I think it's a relief that those Scott Hogan goals didn't go in because now Karanka's gone. And not saying he's a bad manager, but he just doesn't suit this side. End of story. Done. Yeah, I, I think um, just the lack. And the one thing you'd expect from, well, not just Blues, I suppose, any 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 team in, in the situation we're in. We just don't, we just don't, don't get involved, don't get amongst it, you know, there's no, you know, a crunching tackle can set the tone of, you know, of play for 10 or 15 minutes, you know, it buoys the team. It sort but we of sold the man who can do that on a free. But, and, and <laughs> yeah, I, will, exactly. I, I will be coming on to that in, in the next bit. Um, yeah. But I, I just, I mean, the, 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 goal, the second goal, that was coming. That was coming because they, they just fuck about on the ball because they've just got no confidence. They know that, and the, the amount of, they don't want it. None of them want it. You know, as soon as Roberts gets the ball, he's just, I've said, I've said it, because he just shits himself. It's like 11 Stephen Gleasons. I've said this before. It's just fucking <laughs> unbelievable for professional footballers. And, you know, even, and the thing is, and this is where I, I would criticise Harper, you know, he's got to be bigger and he's, and he's got to say, okay, I need to put that to one side. And they know, they, I mean, if we can see it, they can definitely see it. If Dean's got the ball at his feet, or Robert's got the ball off his on his feet at his feet, somebody go and take it off him for fuck's sake. Just somebody go and get it off him and build the play. And yeah, and then obviously third, it could have been like you said, Carl could be four or five pick a number. Um, they were gone. The, the the substitutions and as you said, the formation. It was just you know, it, it just any just anything. He was just trying literally anything. Because I think he knew that the writing was was probably on the wall. Um, the other one that I I do worry about, and I think it's time to consider um, Etheridge. Um, I, I just there was a, there was a, a moment yesterday where he he tried to do a chip ball to the uh, right hand side. He, he, he went off. He went to take his long run. Then he went halfway and thought, "No, I'll try and be clever here." And just smashed it straight to their centre forward, and and the amount of times it, it just looks for me rabbit in the headlights. And the um, Prieto, whatever the the, the second uh, keeper's name is, against City, his distribution was really good against Man City. And you know you ain't going to do a lot about the goals we conceded. So I think Etheridge is a brilliant shot stopper, but I, I think he's now contaminated with the. The Roberts and the Dean and the uh, just the panic stations. I just think they look absolutely frightened to bits when they've got the ball. 
Um, and he's not as commanding as he was. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lay the defeat at his door by any stretch of the imagination. But I think his name goes into the hat as far as right. Do we need to make a change? I, th- I think there's there's a lot of them that are going to be going in that. And uh, I, yeah, I, I and I think Carl, you, you definitely summed it up with. It's, it, that was a very good reflection on Karanka. That probably said it all. Yeah. You know, but that 90 minutes was a really good... Um, I, I'll give him slightly, we've been a little bit unlucky at times. So the two two headers that got off the post on another day, different team, they go in. But having said that, that does not excuse the just absolute, just, just complete and utter sort of never change from this defensive mentality and just playing players that aren't good enough and seeing it week after week after week and having players that he can swap out and he never does. And why George Friend isn't in that back line is beyond me, considering you know I mean? our best defensive stats have been when he's in the squad. End of story. Yeah. I think I think there was a there was a point that out of his first thirty out of his first thirteen performances we kept we'd kept seven clean sheets. So but but yeah, so three nil. Uh, I thought Bristol by the end of it were good value for it. But do I think they're any good? Not really. Um, I think most of the sides that we play in that first sort of, as long as we don't ship a goal early, we're competitive against pretty much anybody. But we just haven't got that. We can't kick on because yeah. fundamentally we've got nine players behind the ball. So guess what? We probably aren't going to concede that many. But we're never going to score any. And and I think that, you know, again, some of those players are definitely going to be, this isn't a, we can turn it around in 10 games. Some of them really do need to take a blow. So, Like you said about Etheridge, though, it's, um, I feel like a few players this season have been infected with the the Birmingham City virus, particularly the the, uh, Karanka variant. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. We need to find a fucking vaccine and quick, don't we? So, um, (laughs) So, so on that, um, obviously, I broke at about four o'clock today that, um, yeah, Twitter started to melt and it looked like he was going. I must admit, I, I think I saw something like this about three weeks ago and it came to nothing. So I didn't really, um, yeah, I didn't hold out much hope. Yeah. But thankfully, by five o'clock, I think it was pretty much certain and Sky was talking about it. So, so he's gone. Um, and I also think that having listened to... I won't miss his post-match interviews. I can absolutely promise you that. I don't think anyone um, will. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. It's, he should be embarrassed. Um, he, you know, he's got no bollocks. He won't front it up. Um, and you keep talking about individual mistakes over and over again. Guess what? They'll keep happening because it's it's there. It's lodged in there. Um, so, so he's gone. Uh, and Tom, I'll, I'll give you first dibs on that. So... When he when you when you heard the news, how did you feel? And secondly, do you want to give a quick sort of summary of, of how you thought he did in the, the brief time he's been at the club? Set the scene right. I'm I'm in my girlfriend's car, um, and we just we we were out um, at the time, and then I see it on my phone, and I'm like, oh. Delightful. I changed the song from whatever depression was on the radio. I slapped Beautiful Day on by U2, despite <laughs> the rain pouring down. And I, I celebrated. Um, I know it's not nice to celebrate somebody being sacked, but 
you know, I, I felt like it had to be done. I actually, I, I think Karanka seems like a nice enough guy. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you at the time. I celebrated, to be honest. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no. I, and then I put Mr. Blue Sky on and carried on the celebrations. But overall, I was I was happy because I didn't think it was going to happen. I honestly thought we were going to stand by with him till the end of the season. Even if we went down, I, I thought we were going to stick with him. Um, because the partnership just seemed that tight that um, it didn't look like it was going to break. But by the sounds of things, it sounds like Zhao has uh, gone over Dong's head and got it done. Um, So fair play, um, really. And I think it needed to be done. Um, But to sum up Karanka's tenure as, um, I suppose, Birmingham City boss, there's two words that come to mind. Um, disappointment is definitely one of them and just dull just straight up dull disappointment and dull yeah um, I, th- I just feel like those are the only words i could really use to summarize um his tenure because i was really happy when we appointed him to be honest um and i thought it was finally a step in the right direction um but evidently not as usual birmingham city managed to make half-decent players and managers look absolutely shambolic. Um, but that's just blues, isn't it? It's classic, same old, same old. And here we go again, new manager. Can't wait for that one to go down the bin as well. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But overall, I, I think what needed to be done has been done finally. And uh, let's just try and stay up now with whoever comes in. Yeah. Uh, Carl, same question to you, mate. You know, initial thoughts, and um, I suppose it's a bit like you know, everybody knows where they were when JFK died, etc. Where, where were you when Crank got the <laughs> <laughs> And uh, gonna put uh, Crank uh, uh, sacking alongside JFK's yeah. assassination. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's quite a statement. <laughs> so, yeah, just a summary of what you thought about him. Um, I, I'm kind of a foot in both camps. I think. Uh, disappointment and relief, I think. Disappointed because, because like Tom, I was kind of happy when we appointed him um, because I thought, again, we were going in the right direction. I thought, okay, we've got a solid manager. He knows what he wants. We know that he he takes, well, well takes no shit. You know, we know he stands his ground from his time at uh, Forest and Borough. You know, he, he's fallen out with, with owners and all that sort of stuff. So we knew, we, we thought he would at least be able to stand up to whatever hierarchy we have in our club. Um and, and I was just disappointed it hasn't worked. You know, I thought after the end of last season, I genuinely thought it's not going to get any worse than this, surely. Um, yeah, just shouldn't like count your chickens before they had, should you? We didn't fail you know. to disappoint though, did we? <laughs> well, this is true. No, we didn't. Um, so yeah, I was disappointed it didn't work out. And then it's just relief because I think, I think had we lost to Sheffield Wednesday, he may well have been gone then. Yeah. Um, and I think that the positive results has kind of kept him going almost on life support, you know. Yeah. Um, but at least because I think he wasn't the right man. It looked like he'd lost the dressing room. Um, just from attitudes of players, generally speaking, you know. And for people like even Duke, you know, people have their opinions on him. But for him to just not really look interested, it's not like him, you know. And yeah. it's... It, it, yeah, I, I think it was kind of a mixture of those. Um, and, and just to sum it up, just, well, <laughs> how do you sum up that that tenure, really? You know, I mean, you, you think back to to beating Brentford on opening day and we're like, fuck, we're in with, 
We're beating Brentford again. We shit housed our way to a one nil win. I get used to this. And then just for the next eight games, we just didn't score or whatever ridiculous figure it was. And you just thought, oh, here we go. Um, and, and I agree with Tom, dull, just absolutely dull. Like at no point, like, with the exception of Sheffield Wednesday, maybe QPR and Norwich, did we ever look like we wanted to play attacking football and have a go at the team. And it seemed very much like, let's not concede for 30 minutes and then we'll try and score. And then if they score, we'll give it a go. Uh, but if they score again, then we'll just give up. And and that's just it, it. Just comes back to he just no plan. He just doesn't seem to know what to do with the players at his disposal. Just yeah. utter chaos at times. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're all relieved that that old Yell has been taken out the back and um, sent to the farm upstate kind of thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, let let's see what the uh, what I think is going to be number eight in seven years or something ridiculous not even that four years maybe or something like that now so uh let's see yeah. uh which i don't say which clown is next in line for the circus because that's a little bit harsh on whoever's appointed but let's see who's the next one through the door yeah i i um i think if we can get out of this we've dodged a bullet and the reason i say that is i, re- I just I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay much attention to what he. I know he obviously did a decent job at Middlesbrough. And he seemed to be doing okay at Forest. Didn't really watch enough of them to to have an opinion on the type of football they played. Um, but it was pretty clear from, like you said, Carl, first half a dozen games. You know, it, it, football was not high on the agenda. And I, I said last week, you know, Pe- Pepper Clotet the, before. Before lockdown and the start of last season, I thought he wants to he wants to play it a certain way, um, and I'm a big I'm a big fan of that because I've seen, you know, over the years, you know, Bruce was very pragmatic, McLeish was very pragmatic, Rarick was, Monk I think we'd be played some decent stuff, Cottrell was just a fucking joke, uh, but he, he looks like he looks like fucking Mourinho compared to the to Karanka to be honest, um, <laughs> and. and yeah, it's just the arrogance. I, th- I think that Karanka really believed, you know, he had that Mourinho sort of swagger about him without the talent. Um, and it was pretty clear that he was never really going to be flexible. But I suppose that's a contradiction in terms, considering we've played more formations this season than we probably have the previous sort of six combined. Um, he always, for me, seemed that he was searching... Um, I think that he probably did. I think he got swayed, not necessarily by the fans, but it seemed to be, you know, when Clayton, you know, Clayton was getting a load of clog and he, he brought him in, whether to make the point, you know, he's my player, I'm going to back him. He makes one mistake and okay, it was a bad one and he played fucking awful, or, you know, for that half. Never to be seen again. San Jose was getting absolutely destroyed by Blues fans. Gone, never seen again. Um, and I don't, I just think that, you know, when you bring your, and, and you know, and then you, the players that you do bring in, like Friend, who's been a revelation, you don't fucking pick them. So you're just like, it, it, it's just one throw over the cuckoo's nest. It's just, well, you know, what, the, the, you know, it, it, there was no method. There was, he was back in the wrong players. Um, and, and for me, the easiest thing for a manager is when you see somebody like Harley Dean, he doesn't know Harley Dean, fuck all, nothing. He doesn't know him, nothing. He's just another player. And the fact is, club captain, 
he's in charge. He can change that. He should have just give it to friends like he did against Man City. That was the time for me because that's when Kifton Belt was playing. He was back in the team. Friend was superb. He made him captain. Um, yes, we conceded early, but look at what Man City have done over the last sort of two, well, since we played them. You know, I'll take 3 0 because it'd be about 15 the way we're playing at the moment. <laughs> so I think there was I think there was something from that Man City game that he could have really, I think, held on to if he'd have if he'd have just had a bit of bloody if he'd have been brave, it's simple as that. If he'd have just been brave, but he just defaults back to the same old shit, the same old nonsense. And um yeah, I, I just, I just think that it, it's just a real sad indictment that we've. Uh, Tom, you made the point, and my, my old man always used to say that. You know, we we made our friends. He retire. You know, we 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 could at making very very. Ron Saunders finished him off. You know, it, 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 with Jim Smith, I can keep going. I can keep going all night. So it's just unfortunate that it. Red, red nap, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just I'm glad he's gone. I'm not I'm not gonna I don't ever like anybody's losing their job, you know. You know, I wouldn't want it to happen to me. But unfortunately, he's he, he he's absolutely 100 percent only got himself to blame. Um and I think if the fans had been in the ground, it would have happened a long, 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 long time ago. Because we just wouldn't have accepted it. Yeah. Um so um, an, another era is over. It was, for me, like I agree with both of you, dull, disgusting, just shit. He didn't get he didn't get us. And I think the likes of Monk and Rowett absolutely understood what this club is about. I think yeah. English managers, and I, I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way, but there is a clear pattern that when we employ a foreign manager, it just doesn't seem to go down well. And that's... That's not down to personalities. I genuinely think that's down to style of play because you look at the the kind of classical, kind of modern English manager's style of play, it tends to be your shit-house football, um, but it gets results. It's it's like the way we played under Rowett and Monk. I thought they were very two very similar playing styles. 4-4-2, solid and just getting the job done. Yet you look at when we employed Zola, he wanted five at the back. I took Aranka wanted five at the back and I, it just seems to be a bit of a common pattern. And I think it's I, the owners have always wanted us to play, you know, a good looking brand of football. And that's why we bring in these stylish managers um, from Spain or, you know, Italy or wherever to try and implement that, that pretty football, but it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work with Birmingham city. Um, not just this league in general, because there are one or two that it works with, you know, Wolves, they went up with five at the back all season um, and it worked for them. But we, we're not those sides. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, we're, we're Birmingham I think, City. I with that, Tom, I, I, there's no reason, there's no reason why we can't be like that. And I, 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 whether it's an English manager or a bloody foreign manager, I, I just think that, you know, you look at some of, I mean, we had um, it was Richard Beals on when it, when he was just talking about you know the the progress that we had behind the scenes for so many years, developing really good players, playing a really good style of football. So I, I think it's just a matter of you, I think you're sort of dictated the way you play by the players that you've got. Um, 
and, and you know, Karanka certainly got it wrong with the plays that he had at his disposal. Uh, because as, as we've said a million times, you know, if you're a defensive manager, you need a solid defence and we haven't got that and he should have bought one. Uh, that that was his biggest mistake by a mile. But I would like to see us play some football. You know, I would like us to try and be a bit braver. You know, we've look at Barnsley. I mean, the only reason they didn't play football against us last when we played them a couple of weeks ago is because it was the most defensive setup I've ever seen in my fucking life. He didn't just park the bus. He got the whole fleet and fucking parked them. Um, so, you know, but Barnsley, you know, play some really good football, same players have always been there, but you've got to have the courage of your conviction. That's it. You've got, and Carl, you, you said earlier, it's about having a, a style of play, committing to it and never faltering from it. And Karanka, like I said, how many formations do you want to play in one season? That isn't consistent. And, you know, the... You know, he's just throwing up a load of players. Also on the helps field. to have a plan B, which he never had. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and and um, yeah, I, I just think that it, it's going to be an interesting one now. I think um, because obviously they, they've they've pulled the trigger. I'm glad that the whoever it is, you know, from the upper echelons of whatever dubious company owns <laughs> the club, <laughs> decided to. Uh, pull the trigger because Dong was never going to do it. And I pray to God he goes. Um, yeah. But I don't think he will. Certainly not, not until the end of the season. Um, so, so Carl, what, just, just thinking about moving forward. Um, some of the names. <laughs> oh, my God. I, it's, it's literally, this could be fucking anything. So, Carl, over to you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, I think we should probably rule out John Terry. Let's be honest. I can't see that moving uh, moving forward as a potential. I think he's like ten to one or something like that. Not sure he'll uh, he'll go down well either side of the expressway. Um, I think it's got to be survival. It is that's it right now? You know, we can give a manager a job. You know, there's a summer to give a manager a job. Um, I think we need someone who is. I, I agree, obviously, come back to what, what Tom was saying. You know, I think English managers tend to have got the club and connected a lot easier. Um, I think it's got to be someone who's got championship experience. You know, let's not have, you know, I know some guy who maybe managed a team in the Spanish third division for a season um, and kind of just missed out on the playoffs, you know. and he, We don't need exciting. We don't need young. We just need someone who will basically come in, keep us up and shithouse our way to even if it's one nil wins between now and the end of the season, I don't care as long as we're up. I think we, we we're all kind of agreed. I think a lot of the fan base would love Chris Wilder in. I think that would be a wonderful um, coup. Whether or not he'd want to come to a team twenty first in the championship, you know. Well, I think he's favourite for the Celtic job. Yeah, yeah. Um, which. It might be Scottish football, but Celtic, Blues, you know, I, I can't just be in Europe anytime soon. Um, yeah. Um, Pulis seems to be the favourite, I think. And uh, I, it's not what I would go. Well, I, I don't know. That's the thing. Where, where do you go? Do you go for someone who is is Pulis, who will literally set up, set up two blocks of four, put two strikes up top and just say, come on in, let's do this and, and win one nil? Or do you try and be creative? You know, um, it's a tough one. I think not because I necessarily rang him. I think I've got to go 
I would say Pulis is to keep us in the league. I think Pulis is the answer for now. Yeah. Um, let's get through ten games. I mean, the next four, I think we can probably write them off if we're honest. Um, if we get anything from them, that would be wonderful. But I think we could have our pants pulled down and and all sorts in the next four games. Um, and that's that's probably not even the worst part of that. Um, <laughs> But if we get past those four, then we've got some very winnable games. The 17th of April is Rotherham, which is massive. Yeah. That's a huge game. You reckon they'll play by then? <laughs> well, yeah, they're going to have to, aren't they? <laughs> at this rate. Oh, I really hope we beat them because the fact that they've missed so many games really get <laughs> oh, it just boils my blood. Uh, um, for now, give, give him 10 games to save us and then let, let's stay up. Let's not worry about the football. Let's just worry about winning games. Yeah. Um, or, or even drawing them, you know, like just any fucking point will do it this 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 time. Um, and let's get to the summer still still somehow in the championship, and then we can go. Okay, let let's look forward from there. Um, I think just dropping back to like to what was saying, I think it's positive that Zhao has done the firing. He did the same to Cottrell, if you remember. Yep. Um, and then brought in Monk. So hopefully we're going to get a similar situation where he's picking the manager and not Dong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Get, get Pulis in, he's got the experience in the championship. Okay, he didn't do great at Sheffield Wednesday, but look at the shit that went down there. He's not going to have to worry about transfer budgets right now. He's not going to have that conversation. Just get us to the end of the season, get us over the line. Yeah. And then we can uh, we can move forward from there and uh, hopefully start the rebuild. Okay, now, Tom. <laughs> you know, I, I, I completely agree. I'd honestly take Tony Pulis to be honest. As as much as it kind of pains me, I I I would take him on the base. I, I jot not even just take him. I think it probably will be him. Let's face it, um, because I think the Craig Gardner pull is also kind of there. You know, their 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 bodies. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if kind of Craig put a word in. Um, I think Pulis done that over the last two fucking weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, honestly, in, in my view, sorry to cut you, mate. It's all right. His, his brand has been smashed to pieces, really. Absolutely smashed to pieces because yeah. it, you know he's meant to be. He's meant to be the guy that gets it. He's meant to be the guy that. Um, and okay, I would yeah, Karanka must be quite headstrong, but I, I, I yeah, I, I think he's done himself no favours whatsoever. You know, he left and he came back. I think it probably would have been a, a, a wise move to stay away for a while. It's not really a brilliant servant to the club on the pitch, but this has been a... If we go down, he's, he's front and centre. Not liable completely, but he's definitely in the mix. Sorry, Tom, go on. It's all right. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, mate, but it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if Pulis... Took the, I think he needs it after that Sheffield Wednesday blow, to be honest. Um, you know, it's not a nice one to have on the record. Um, so no, Birmingham City could be his his second chance in that regard, um, and I think keeping us up would be a massive, massive achievement on his resume, and would put him in good stead to have the job permanently if he wanted it. Um, one name I did see pop up, not like we're literally talking like twenty minutes ago. Uh, sorry, it come up on my phone. Was uh, Mark Bowen's interested in the job? Um, personally. I would be okay with it on the basis that you look at Reading last season, um, you know, that they, they were in the shit and he took over um, as caretaker and got them out of said shit. Um, and 
I do you know, on that on that basis, I I wouldn't be completely wholeheartedly against it because I actually played some decent football <laughs> under Mark Bowen. And I think Reading actually sacked him on a bit of an unfair basis because they weren't in that poor form. Um, but I feel I still feel like there's better candidates out there, um, including. In Cuba. fairness to him, though, he did pull he pulled the biggest shit house move in the game because <laughs> yeah. he was put in charge of recruiting a manager, and he said to the board, "They're all shit. I'm having it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't even be against Mark Bowen to be honest. Um, so no, I I don't want Frank Lampard. I don't want John Terry. I don't want Neil Lennon. No, not Neil. Ugh, uh, but no, um, I I just think that probably Pulis. I wouldn't mind the Cowley brothers. Um, I wouldn't be completely against Neil Harris. Um, I don't want Kenny Jacket to be honest with you, but it wouldn't be the worst in the world. Um, so no, I I do think probably Pulis to be honest, but all the all the all the prob- probably good appointments have been nicked now. Really, uh, they've yeah. all gone elsewhere. Um, my ideal pick <clears throat> before he went to Sunderland would have been someone like Lee Johnson. To be honest, not going to lie, um, but I I think I'd take Pulis at this point. Why not? I I think he might actually. I think he'd suit the club ethos a bit. Um, but it's still going to be depressing football, but I, I don't care so long as we win. I yeah. really don't. Um, but we have to win now. End of story. Like we, we can't not win. This cannot be another Sheffield Wednesday for him. And I know I've said it personally, and I think a few other people have said it now. A lot of the older managers, are, their football styles are becoming outdated, unfortunately. And I I just hope Pulis isn't one of those men because there, there are people out there that are old in the game like Roy Hodgson, but still getting it done. So, um, yeah. but I I suppose you look at Pulis, what he did at Middlesbrough, he still got them in the playoffs in this kind of modern day. So there, there's no question that he can cut it in this league. Um, so it is just kind of bringing his success from elsewhere into this club for the last 10 games. Yeah. He probably will end up with a job, won't he? Well, I mean, I, I think that, the, the Sheffield Wednesday bit is a worry, um, you know, because up until that point, you, I think you'd have to be pretty harsh to say that, you know, he's done everything he's done. He's do, you, you know what you're going to get, you know, yeah. it, it, it's it's not rocket. I heard he lost the dressing room after two games at Wednesday. Well, it's probably Bannon, to be fair. Horrible <laughs> as he is. It's a shame. Just signed his new contract. He'll enjoy that in League One, won't he? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think with. I think with Pulis, do, would I be against it? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against it in any way, shape, or form. My bigger worry is, I don't know whether we've got the players that will actually suit the way that he plays. Because if you look at our midfield, who, who, I mean, Gardner maybe. You know, he, he can. He's got an engine. He'll, he'll he'll certainly get involved. Is Harper a Pulis player? Pro- probably not. He might know him from his West Brom days. Yeah, I mean, yeah, are, true. are the wingers lightweight for him? Um, I don't, I, and, that, and that for me is the the unknown. Obviously, Dukey's going to get a run in the team. That, that I think. We oh, 100%. Dukey straight <laughs> back in the team. <laughs> I, think, I think we could have. <laughs> I think it'll be Dukey and Cosgrove. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say that. Um, so I think it's the most sensible choice. Um, 
because I think it does give us the best chance of every single player, every single fan, anybody who knows anything about football will know for the last 10 games of the season, Blues are going to be fucking horrible to play against. Yeah. I'm really comfortable with that. Really, yeah. really comfortable. So especially after yesterday's game, which, because I think you said, I mean, it's just nothing, nothing at all. Nothing from anybody. And I think you'll call them out. Um, and I said it last week, and I'll say it again. The wankers that down tools after lockdown, when we went on that horrendous run at the end of last season, that for me would have been enough to say, if I was a manager coming in, I'd have had a look at the last 10 games, you know, that we nearly got relegated out of nowhere. I would have fucked them all off, all of them. Um, the players that I felt were culpable and yeah, you know, Harley Dean front and center. And they said, there's the, you know, they're not bad people. Um, Robert seems to be a really likable guy. He's not, he's just not good enough. He's not, he's never been, he's, he's been in it. He's been in and out the side that much since he's, since he came to us. I think the good managers, they never picked him. If you I'd pick back, Roberts over Dean, though. Fucking hell. I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd pretty much pick any single player over <laughs> Dean. Any Anyone. Literally anyone. Badgerami. Is the ground still there? I fucking have him in. He's <laughs> um, in Swindon. He's a, God, <laughs> get, book a cab, get him back. Now, I, I think um, there's got to be that, you know, don't you don't need to embarrass the guy and shame him he can keep the club captain whatever that means but just fuck off and let's start again because i i you know outside of the i mean i i'd certainly have uh clark salter and friend as, as our center halves every single day of the week um and then you can we, we can debate the fullbacks i think you were you made the point tom I think Pedersen's been exceptional, but oh Christ, he's just so left-footed. It's just I'd play friend over Pedersen. It's painful. The problem is then, if you put friend at left back, you then you're left with one of the Muppets to actually join bloody Clark Salter, aren't you? Unless you just I'd, you, I'd put Roberts and Clark Salter together just because last yeah. season they had such a solid partnership in our unbeaten run. Unless you get the old WD forty out on San Jose and see if you can fucking get his no, joint. No, no, no. If San Jose is anywhere near that starting eleven at all, I will personally drive up to B nine with a shotgun and make <laughs> sure he doesn't play. I, 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 there is no way. I don't care if he's in midfield. That that might be okay, but I'd rather not. But not the only so way that he's get he might get into a Pulis team simply because he's over six foot. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Oh no, we're oh, gonna no. play. We're gonna play Clayton and Gardner in midfield. Watch it happen. Well, I, I mean, like the thing is, Tom. I want the side. Carl made the point. You're right. I'm not bothered about the football now. That that ship has absolutely sailed. That fucking has gone. You'll know Clayton from Middlesbrough, though. So. Yeah, but what we need, what we all want to see, is, you know, I want six players to have a yellow card. <laughs> I want sorry. I want us to smash the fuck out of the opposition, because what that will do is then set a tone for when we play those big games. Next month, and we've got three on the spin, they will know exactly what they're letting themselves in for. Any side playing Birmingham up until this point would have been rubbing their hands together saying, these are lightweight, they're not interested, the manager's a fucking lunatic. Easy business. You know, he, you know, <laughs> yeah. He, he, yeah, absolutely. You know, let's just close down the defence and we, we're away we go. 
So um, I'd love Wilder. I think that Sheffield United have done what Charlton did when they sat Kirbishly, and I said it on the pod, very high opinions of, of themselves. Sheffield United are a championship club. We can all dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, they, they are not a great, you know, they, they are what they're in the mix with a lot of other average teams and they've got rid of a brilliant manager. So tough shit. And if we can get him, great. I'll, I'll put something on Instagram. I'll pay him 10 grand a game and a million pounds to keep us up. I, I take Lee Bowyer as well, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, again, wouldn't be, I think he'd give us that bite. I think he definitely gets the club. Um, has he been majorly impressive? Probably not, but Had ups yeah, and downs. Yeah, I, 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 I would, I wouldn't be adverse to that. But they have got. Uh, if it's not Pulis, I mean, you, you could be staring down the back of a fucking Mark Hughes here <laughs> or someone like oh, that, God. and it would be absolutely hilarious. What's Alan Pardew up to? Is he oh, still out in the no. Middle East or somewhere? Is that where he last was? Oh, McLaren. Was. McLaren's another one. Oh, he's no. forever been linked. Hasn't he? Oh, like I think God since we sacked Rowett, he well, not not so much Rowett was it, but he was he's always been linked with a job at Blues. McLaren, yeah, and just uh, you know, it, that would seal our fate, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. for sure. I, I I mean, I just uh, the bookies don't get it wrong that often. I don't know it is early, but I think all the stars are sort of uh, aligned with with Pulis. He's available. Um, there's links there yeah with, with he, players and coach yeah yeah um but yeah if if it isn't him i i i do genuinely worry because it, it's got random written all over it um but um carl as you said hopefully we'll follow suit of the you know you sack off cottrell and then make a decent appointment uh and, and maybe it is you know if dong does any of the tissue making it goes to shit so hopefully, you know, one of the, I guess, the more senior people in whatever business owns the club will, will do it and get it right. So, uh, so yeah, we, we will see. So just just briefly going on to, to Reading before we... Uh, Not much we can say. <laughs> no, there isn't. It's that, I mean, I, I, I think that, yeah, the, the, the one thing, if it is Pulis and if he does come in on Wednesday, that, I think, gives us a big shot in the arm and they're going to be thinking this is not the game we actually thought we were going to get. Yeah. We've beaten um, them once this season, so why Yeah. Not? Yeah. Yeah. Um and just just before we go, Carl, was there a point where you thought it that we just started to go wrong? Was there a a defining moment, you know, not necessarily over the last couple of weeks, but just something where you thought this is starting to smell and smell bad? <laughs> I think for me it was probably the um it, it, I mean, it was pretty recent. I mean, I I wouldn't say I backed him all the way, but I think probably the Huddersfield game, um, where we, we got a point out of it, and in normal times, a point away from home isn't bad. But you know what? We'd come off we we'd won two games in a week, which is for the first time since fucking I don't know, the dinosaurs were on the earth or something ridiculous like that. We'd played well for three solid games. Which, what was that? That was maybe 2011, the last time I think we fucking did that one, to be honest with you. And I thought, oh, we're going to carry this form. And there was part of me that thought, we turned a corner here. We rocked up to Huddersfield. The team had changed. I, I get you've got to rest players every now and then, but that team were on a roll. 
They knew what they were doing. They knew what their jobs were. Yeah. And the minute that team lineup came out, I was like, no, this is it. This is the point where if we don't win this game, for me, he's got to go. Regardless yeah. of what we do against Barnsley or anything after that or whatever our games, he's got to go. Because that game against Huddersfield, Huddersfield were fucking dog shit as well. They, yeah. I think they'd conceded 13 in 15 or something ridiculous. You know, they're all over the place. And we gave them an in. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We gave them a point there. And I wouldn't say we were stellar enough to take all three, but we, we equalised through a scrambled corner, which I know you take every goal given, but that for me, that that was probably the biggest disappointment of Karanka's reign, ironically, which, you know, I'm probably very patient to fucking get that far, to be honest. But um, I think that that for me was, was the point where I was like, no, this isn't working for me. And then the uh, post-match uh, shrug counter, you know, like that, if I ever see him and he shrugs his shoulders at me, I will not be responsible for my fucking actions, I tell you. Exactly. It's unfucking believable. Um, but yeah, so the Huddersfield game would be the point for me. Yeah. See, for me personally, I'd have said Derby at home. That that was sickening. That game was vile. Utterly, utterly vile. It still haunts me now, that game. I've never been so angry at a Blues game in my life. I was probably more angry about that game than I was when we lost to Villa 1-0 because and Grealish scored, being the hero. And like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've never... I, I couldn't believe it. I was so angry. I was like, no, if we play like this, we're going down. End of story. Um so no, that game stands out for me. That Derby four 0 at home, I couldn't believe it. I just, I just couldn't yeah. believe it. For a side like Derby, who, by the way, who scored less goals than us this season, that they're, they're not pretty. They're pretty drab, to be honest with you. And they did that to us. And they, they did that. <clears throat> and and their sort of that bounce effect has gone. You know, they're they're, they're banging it still. Um, I hope they go down. I hate Derby County, but there we are. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, as long as we don't, yeah. I, <laughs> I think they're both re- both really good points. Um, for me, it was when we got. I mean, my view, we got the solution when he was playing, and I, and I think Sunich has been fucking awful this season. But when yeah. he was playing with Kifton Belt, they both looked like they got something really good going. We'd got a couple of victories. We were unlucky against Watford uh, when we lost one nil to that late penalty. Um, Kiffin about was taken off because he was on a yellow and probably going to get sent off. You never saw him again, and you're like, you've you've been you've identified you're in the shit. You bring Kiffin Belt in, everything changes. Literally night and day, everything changes. And not only do you bomb him out the side, you bomb him out the club. And Crazy that's how we were tweeting about him being like Zidane, and then the next day he's off to Millwall. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that and that for me, it it, it was. That was definitely the, the start. I, I, I was absolutely... I just could not believe that we'd got rid of him. I couldn't believe it. Surely Karanka has to be like, no, no, this cannot happen. He cannot leave. I, 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 don't, I don't know who... Anybody that watches any football can look at that as a good deal. He was on no money. No, I mean, if, if he was on 10 grand, I'd be amazed. If he was on 10 grand a week, I'd be amazed. I'm pretty sure he was on like 5K. So yeah, so he's on yeah, fucking he's no probably money. Probably one from the old weight, the salary cap, wasn't he, I guess? Yeah, you know, he's, he's got a, he, the contract's dead at the end of the season anyway. So it just made no sense to get rid of him, given that he was the engine room of the team. Precisely. So it was it, it was that. And then, as we've said before, McGree's had some really good performances. You never see him again. Like Jay Clark Salter, I don't think he's had a bad game. You never see him. Friends has been amazing. You never see him. 
So all of those things, um, you just never knew what side he was going to pick. Uh, and for me, yeah, it, it, but it was definitely Kifton Bell because I, I just didn't understand that we'd, we'd got the solution and it was staring square in the face and he just fucked it off. So, yeah, for me, he could have gone at that point. Um, but we shall see what occurs. Um, as we said, Reading, who knows? Um, I, 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 I fucking can predict fucking anything at the moment. One nil blues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's got that written all over it, hasn't it? You absolutely yes. know they're going to turn up and win one nil or something like that. Well, uh, let, let's hope they do. Um, because I think, I think, you know, Cole, you're right. And Tom, you've mentioned it. The next few games are a free roll for us. Um, but I do remember when Lee Clark got sacked and somebody took over his caretaker and we got done 8 nil the next <laughs> game. So 1 nil or 8 nil, who knows? That but, was scarring. Uh, don't. I've seen, I've seen many things at that club, but that fucking took the pitch, to be honest. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, I, I think we're all relieved. I think that's probably the, there's, there is now, you'd, I think the, it, it, it's done. They've made the call. I think all of us over, over recent weeks have been saying, you know, time time is time. We've got to go. Um, so we've got 10 games now, 10 massive games. I think we need to win at least three, maybe four, um, which is going to be a tall order. But we are playing some sides in and around us. So, so who knows? But um, on, on that bombshell, as they say, uh, it's never dull, is it? What a fucking absolutely just mental club this is. But yep, yep. Hey, so uh, Cole, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, thank you for for having me on, and uh, thanks for the baptism of fire. No, well, yeah, Christ, <laughs> right, if, if you come on the pod's gonna fucking you, know, you definitely come on next. I mean, <laughs> we might actually get a result. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but no, thanks for your contributions. And Tom, as ever, mate, thanks thanks a lot. No worries, mate. Pleasure. All right. So uh, there we have it. Interesting times, terrible performance, but it did finally get rid of the nutcase. Uh, who knows what's coming in next? I think we are going to be calling for the police or the pulis, as they say. And, you know, who knows? I think we know the style of football that's coming. So, uh, yeah, I think watching behind hands is going to be the way forward for the next sort of 10, 10 games or so. But who knows? We, we've now got a plan, I think, uh, to aim for. And, uh, yeah, um, interesting pods down the road, I'm sure. But between now and then, stay safe and keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.